So this is the first Sunday of 2020. Can you believe it? We're super excited. Um, we're going to do something just a little bit different. Uh, we're going to look back at 2019 and celebrate all the victories for the kingdom of God that have happened. Um, and we're so excited to take that moments with you this morning. You know, when it comes to remembering God's faithfulness, we can often be especially forgetful. We see this in the scripture uh, with the Israelites in the book of Exodus in chapters 14 and 16. In the span of just a few chapters, the Israelites are delivered from slavery. They're miraculously brought through the Red Sea. And then they're grumbling about not having the right food to eat. <laughs> and so often, and in, in this happened in history, and I think it happens to us today, that God brings us through a trial. He answers a prayer. And within a few days, within a few months, it's almost forgotten, and we're already looking to the next struggle on the horizon. We're already looking at the next thing that we need help with. And I think our human hearts don't naturally do this, and so what we have to do is really be um, intentional about finding ways to remember God's faithfulness. And one of the ways that we can do this is by pausing and engaging our hearts in gratitude and engaging our hearts in celebration. Gratitude and celebration are actually spiritual gifts. Those are, spir I'm sorry, spiritual disciplines. Those are things that we need to do. We need to take time to do them so that we can understand the faithfulness of God. Psalm 9-1 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. And so what we're doing this morning is very biblical, and it's something that we really uh, want to practice. And so I've asked, I've asked each staff pastor to prepare a little overview for you. I also asked them to all wear the same shirt, so they're a little salty about that, but you can uh, appreciate it for me with them. Um, and after each of them share, this is what we're going to do today, we're going to celebrate those victories together. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We thought, what better way to celebrate than to bring you a party? Okay, so the ushers are going to come down, and I've strategically placed these buckets of fun <laughs> underneath each of these uh, pews, and what they're going to do is pass these around, and I'd like you to take one or two things out of the bucket and, um, and use it. Okay, so we're going to make a joyful noise uh, to the Lord after we hear about the goodness of God. Go ahead, you can start passing. And today's service is full participation, okay? Um, I expect some Arsenio Hall whoops, all right? Some praise hands. Uh, we're thanking God for what he's done. And I believe that uh, even through this, we're just kind of giving you a little help to do that. So we're going to pass those out. And as they're doing that, the pastoral team can come up and take their seat. So we're going to get started. Would you just start by um, giving some praise to God for these awesome people that serve this church and you? Well, good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Pastor Kayla. I'm the new children's pastor here at Erie First, and I'm excited to share with you some of our kids' wins from this year. Um, but so many of these happened when I wasn't even here yet, and um, will be attributed to Pastor Danielle and all the amazing kid volunteers that we have. But I would say the biggest win um, for our kids' ministry would be the dedication of all of our volunteers, all of our student leaders. Every single week, it takes as many as 40 staff members to make all of our kids' programs happen at Erie First. So that's absolutely incredible. So all these amazing volunteers provide Bible-based curriculum um, through teaching themes such as how to be generous, grow your spirit, and we're the church. So if you add that um, to countless crafts, activities, skits, um, and some really loud trips to the playland, um, and that's what's happening every single Sunday in all of our kids' classrooms. That amazing example of leadership is having a ripple effect on our students. Um, this past year, so many of our fifth graders uh, wanted to join the kids' ministry team. And so Pastor Danielle uh, restructured our student leader volunteer program. And this past fall, 12 new student leaders from sixth grade and up um, joined our kids' program, and they are serving on a rotating weekly basis and serving your children every single week. Those are sixth graders. Yeah, that's awesome. 
sixth graders, and they're serving God with so much passion and dedication. And as a pastor, that has been the number one thing that I have enjoyed seeing is um, your older kids, your sixth graders, serving God with a passion every single week. Um, Our Royal Rangers and Impact Girls have continued this year thanks to the dedication of 14 men and women who give of their time each week to faithfully serve during our Wednesday night kids groups. Um, Through these programs, about 55 boys and girls come out every Wednesday night and we're empowered to grow in a deeper relationship with Jesus. During weekly classes, they learned Bible-based teaching, life skills, arts and crafts, and all at the same time, they earned some badges for their sashes and their vests. And we're excited to see that momentum grow into this next new year, starting this Wednesday night when our kids' groups resume classes for the winter. So if your child is not involved in impact or Royal Rangers, and you would like to sign them up, um, you can see me out in the groups fair right after service. I'll be right to the right over here with a table, um, and you can bring your child. We'll get them in the right age group, and um, if you can't stop by after service today, just come on out on Wednesday night at 6.30, and we'll make sure they get into the right classes. Um, Royal Rangers and Impact also sponsored three kids' events this year, uh, the Pinewood Derby, a girls' glow night, and a back-to-school carnival. The Pinewood Derby provided a great opportunity for family interaction as children worked on their cars with their parents and then joined together after service for a fun lunch and derby car races. Um, The back-to-school carnival fostered a sense of unity in our entire kids' ministry, not just for Impact and Rangers, but for all of our Erie First kid families um, all together. 2019 also saw the return of our kids camp this past August. Over 60 children from all over the Erie area came out. Yeah, it was a lot. It was awesome. So they came out every day for a week-long day camp from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. throughout the week. Um, And they put on skits, they tie-dyed, they played sports, they learned to cook, and a whole lot of other fun activities. But most importantly, every single day, um, they spent time, a time of worship and a time of learning God's word together. Our kids also participated in one of our church's core values, radical generosity, by participating in two big gives this past year. The first was a fill-a-bag suitcase initiative where our kids filled four suitcases full of toiletries and hygiene items and shoes for our Kingdom Builders Project in Cambodia. And the second one was a recent toy drive. So with your support, we partnered with SOS, um, a ministry that partners with OCY to provide gifts for children who may not otherwise receive anything, and we were able to bless 62 children this Christmas with a new toy. Uh, We also have made some upgrades to our facility, specifically in the nursery area this year. Um, First, we remodeled the nursery lobby last January. And our coordinator, Beth Pettis, uh, created a baby gift registry of items that were needed to upgrade or replace things that were broken or just needed to be upgraded in our nursery and toddler rooms. Um, So many of you gave and purchased items to help with that. So thank you so much for contributing to that. Um, And we also know that sometimes you as the parent prefer to keep your smaller children in service with you. And so we want to make sure that there are adequate places for you to take your child um, if they're getting noisy or just uncomfortable. But so that you as the parent can also participate and enjoy the service. Um, So with that in mind, we made upgrades to our family lounge with some new furniture and toy upgrades and completely remodeled our nursing mother's room just last month in December um, to create a relaxing environment for mothers and their infants um, that now has a live feed of the service so you don't miss anything that's happening each week. Uh, Lastly, we ended the year with a new tradition, our all kids pajama party. Um, last Sunday, it was the last Sunday in December, and we wanted to end the year by celebrating all that God has done throughout this past year and getting excited for what is ahead in 2020. Um, so we put on our favorite Christmas jammies, uh, we ate some cookies and drank hot chocolate, and we had an indoor snowball fight and had a big time of worshiping Jesus together um, to end out 2019. Um, so that's all of our wins for this past year, and I'm sure there were so many more, but they would not have been possible without all of our volunteers. So if you're a kids volunteer, could you give yourself a round of applause today? All of those wins are because of you. Uh, Without you, we could not make kids ministry happen at Erie First. So thank you for joining with us and thank you for partnering with our kids here at Erie First.
Let's give one more sound of praise for what God's doing in the kids' ministry. Man. Hi, my name is Pastor Adam. Uh, I lead the youth ministry as well as the meetup, which is our young adult ministry. I'm with my wife, Leah. And since taking over at the beginning of June, I've been blessed to be able to see God move in both of these ministries already. Um, In the meetup, which is um, for 20-year-olds, we, we launched it this past summer, and we saw more than 60 different young adults attend an event, and around 15 to 20 attend regularly. We've um, continued through the winter, and um, it's just been blessed. <clears throat> yeah. We have a good core that we've, we've been able to build. Um, we have a really good balance of young men and women. Um, they're in different professions. Uh, some of them are from different states. We got a, a, a guy who moved to Erie from Wisconsin, some people coming from New York. So um, a really good balance. We get to have nights of live worship. Um, we get to have nights of good but tough discussion about what it means to live authentically Christian in this world today. Um, and we also have nights where we get to have some fun, like when we carve pumpkins in October. So it's been um, It's just a place where people in a crucial part of life can come together and ask questions and and we can just grow together. And I want to invite anyone who's here today who is in their 20s to join us at the meetup. We are actually back January 7th, so this Tuesday, um, and we meet at the summit right next door from 630 to 830. So if you're in your 20s, um, feel free to come and bring your friends Uh, You don't have to be Christian. Uh, We're a community of faith, so we're there to answer questions that people have about God and to just um, spur one another on in in good works and in faith. So to the Erie First youth, um, I've been blessed to baptize, to have baptized two students from our youth already this year. Praise God. They both felt ready to um, declare their faith in Jesus publicly. Um, and it was just such a blessed opportunity and uh, to see God at mo- working already in the ministry. Um, we've added two new uh, men into our youth volunteer team, which is awesome, which is awesome. So praise God for that. Um, it's, it's so important. There's, there's Noah and Dan Corey. Um, so it's so important for, yeah, give a praise to Noah and Dan. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for blessing our ministry. I'm just grateful because it's so important for youth to have father-like figures who are Christ-like. They need to be able to see men of God who love Jesus and who can just sow into them. So we're just blessed that they were able to, they said their yes to God. um, And I'm just grateful to be able to have that. Um, We've had, at Ear First Youth, we have over 80 students um, attend a Wednesday night service since September. So... We've had a lot of students come. Yeah, praise God, praise God. Uh, We average roughly 35 weekly, um, and we feed those 35 students dinner every week. (laughs) That's a big exhale. Um, Every single week since school started, we've had dinner. So I want to just give a big thank you to Tracy Williams, um, who does so much in preparing and thinking through these meals. Um, And also to Dan Quigley, who has been generous in also providing meals. And you might be surprised, but our students ate, easily ate 60 pounds of turkey on our um, Thursday, our uh, Friendsgiving on November 20th. That just was amazing to me. Um, So I want to thank all the parents who helped us pull that off, donated, made different dishes for Thanksgiving. It was an awesome time to have a Thanksgiving meal together with Uh, the Erie First Youth family, um, and so we're grateful for that. Yeah. We've been blessed uh, to be able to call the Summit Building our home for ministry and outreach, and it's a real gift. It's a platform um, that we can use, the ministry can use for the kingdom of God to advance. Um, And speaking of great gifts, we recently had the privilege of buying every one of our youth students a new NLT Bible, um, which is, is such a, a privilege. Yeah. So thank you for your kindness, your generosity, and giving to the church. It, it allows us to have the budget to be able to give gifts like these to these students. Because we want, I want, we want at Ear First Youth, the activity that's going on inside the youth building 
to far exceed how awesome the actual building is. Um, and, that, and how we do that is with the Word of God and getting these kids into the Word. <clears throat> and one last thing, one last thing for the youth ministry. Um, God has just blessed me. I have the privilege of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ um, every week, every Thursday at Erie First Chapel um, to over 100, over 100 students who are in between 6th grade and 12th grade. Um, it's just such a blessing to just, there's students international from China, from all over the world who may have never heard about Jesus. And so Erie First Youth, myself, I get to be in the school um, every day, every week, and just share the gospel of Jesus to these kids and answer some of the questions that they have. Um, and so the school and the church, um, Daniel leading that, the school, we're really building strong relationships. Um, and I believe it'll bear much fruit in the months and the years to come, especially in 2020. Um, I, I just want to, if you didn't know already, I wanted you to know that God is raising up a generation of young people who are hungry for the truth. And I'm grateful I can be used to lead them to the truth as Jesus Christ. So we're just blessed that what God's doing in Erie First Ministry. So give, him, give God the praise for all of that. Thank you, Pastor Adam. And uh, I'm excited. I'm part of that ministry and really enjoy being a part of the youth ministry here at the church. Um, my name is Steve Rhodes. I'm the executive pastor here. And uh, that's also... Uh, that's <clears throat> that can also be described as the pastor of everything else. Um, it's been a good year. It really has. Over the past year, we have continued on a path of financial strength. We have met new thresholds and, and, uh, in saving and securing emergency funds. And right now we have over $150,000 in the bank just for emergencies. <clears throat> and we have cash on hand balances of over $300,000 that we can use for ministry. But that is not an excuse for you not to give in the offering. That wasn't in my script, but I thought it was well, yeah, well-timed. Um, we've also tackled several small projects that have enhanced the functionality and appearance of our church. Through the targeted efforts of our leadership, we have a strong financial standing and are fiscally sound. <clears throat> our property, like any church, has ongoing deferred maintenance issues. We are developing a strategic plan to address our parking lot. <laughs> the roof that you, ha you don't see, the roof, our heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and media needs that we have here in the sanctuary. So they are something we're working a strategy to bring up to date, fix, and restore. Um, also in June, we had a work day that included spring cleaning and we pressure washed, thanks to Carrie Guy and several volunteers, almost half of the outside of our church and got it clean again. Uh, there is a group of people uh, that I have the joy of overseeing, the leaders of these teams. It's called teams. They are the glue that holds all of our ministries together. Um, I just want to share with you that on any given Sunday, there's about 75 people that are making everything run smoothly, everything uh, be ready for you, uh, depending on the Sunday. And they are a part of teams, and we are very grateful for their work. Uh, we had a celebration at uh, a, a bowling alley in Hootathunk. We had uh, over 100 people come to uh, just bowl and more than that standing around. Um, and I don't, uh, that's okay because you got free food and that was okay. Um, but we want them to know, we want all of you to know that if you're a member of a team, we love you and want you to know how much you are appreciated and you are. On top of that, you're not too bad at bowling either. Um, thanks again for all you do. Also, through your, generos through your generosity, we have been able to install eight new uh, ADA-compliant parking spaces out to my right, your left of the sanctuary. 
And we've, in, we've installed new thermostats, which are really, really important. Uh, we put in a new stainless steel kitchen. Uh, most of you haven't seen it, but it's all been redone from uh, floor to ceiling, painted, and uh, it really, really turned out well. And it was all done by volunteers. And uh, they actually demoed in about an hour and 15 minutes. How many of you know demo is so much fun? Um, and, uh, and we've also made some improvements to, at the Summit, our other building. We've also signed contracts to make our new parking spaces ADA accessible by sidewalk and, uh, and by the uh, uh, curb cuts so they can go down into the uh, driveway and not have to go off a curb. And we are progressively caulking, recaulking our large windows, systematic restoring all of our storefront doors, which there's like 17 of those here at the building. We're working on them one at a time, and uh, we do appreciate your generosity in helping us do all of that. And finances and fiscal health are essential for any thriving church. So also are tangible ministry results. Over the past year, we have seen 28 people baptized in water. <clears throat> we have witnessed 15 child dedications here on the platform. And there have been 30 adults who have taken the foundation's membership class, and of those 30, 21 have followed through to membership. When I was in college, I once heard a professor say, a church is more than bodies, bucks, and buildings. And to a certain degree, I agree. But if you don't have no bodies, and no bucks, and no building, all you have is no thing. I thought that was good. I really did think that was good. Um, it is exciting to love, build, and send our families and friends. Let's continue to strive together to spiritually impact all of Erie County. Amen. All right, well, uh, my name is Pastor Quint. I am the worship and discipleship pastor, and I knew today was my best chance to outdress Daniel Brooker, so I threw this sport coat on, and uh, here we are. Anyways, uh, super excited to be with you, and I'm going to talk real quick just about our small groups ministry and our worship ministry. You all are performing admirably with these noisemakers, by the way. If any of them end up in my minivan, though, on the way home, that's going to be a problem. All right. In September of 2018, we launched our small group ministry, and if you've been around a little bit, you may have seen on various videos or me up here reporting, but we had that first launch, we had 150 people sign up through 16 small groups, which was absolutely awesome, yes. What was equally awesome, or even more awesome, was that into 2019, those groups held together, they sustained, and we actually grew to 24 groups by the end of 2019. So. We are absolutely heading in the right direction. As of right now, we have about 250 people signed up in small group ministry, and we have a small group fair today, so the rest of you have a chance to sign up for a group before you leave today. We have 10 tables out in the lobby. They're in order from Sunday till the end of the week over here if you go out this door, uh, and we kind of do that on purpose. And so there's groups of all times, uh, topics, everything. So check that out. Get signed up for a group. And I'll tell you why. These are the three reasons, just some quick bullet points, why we're so excited about small group ministry. In Romans chapter one, the apostle Paul was writing to the church in Rome, and he said that he desired to be with the church in Rome so that they might be mutually encouraged. You've probably heard me say this, but it's still true. If the apostle Paul needed mutual encouragement from other believers, so do you and so do I, okay? So Yes, absolutely. So the bullet point for that is we believe discipleship happens through community, okay? Discipleship happens through community and through relationship. Number two, we believe that church is not a product to consume, but we believe it is a community 
to participate in, okay? The un- yes, go, absolutely. The unfortunate reality in America today is that we have this very entertainment-driven, product-consumption-driven mindset, but that's not God's plan or his best for the church. He gave us the gift of the church to go through life together, and so that's why we believe so strongly in small group ministry. Number three, we believe we are stronger together than we are separate. And I will absolutely, okay. I will tell uh, just a personal story because I'm I'm sure I won't mess up any of the details. Uh, But last, if you've been around or if you've heard me share, last April, my father-in-law passed away very unexpectedly. Uh, it was, he was 57 years old. It was the day after his birthday. It was right before Easter. It was a very hard time. And many of you have probably heard that. But I will tell you that it was this church family and specifically our small group that came together and helped us get through that very hard time. I don't know how we would have done it without all of you and without our small group. Um, I don't know if you, I'm sure you have been through similar types of things. And here's what, if you have children, they want to eat three times a day, regardless of what's happening, regardless of the grief you're going through. And all the meals that came flooding in saved our lives because the last thing we felt like doing was eating or cooking or anything. And so just simple things like that. But this is what I know. Life hits us all at different times. And it's so vital to have a community that you're going through life with for when that happens. It doesn't take away the pain, but it makes it more bearable. And that, I believe, is one of the main reasons God gave us the gift of the church. So as we're on our Christian journey and we're, we're going through and we're growing closer to him, we have others to do it with, okay? So that is my passionate encouragement to you to get signed up in a small group, make 2020 your year where you find a community and go through life with them and don't do life alone, okay? All right. Okay, so the other uh, ministry that I oversee is worship, as, uh, as you know, as I was up here this morning. So in 2019, we saw some amazing things happen in our worship ministry. We had several worship nights, and then um, we actually started sprinkling in what we have called overflow weekends, and I'll explain that here as, as we go on, but if you've been around, I say that a lot, if you've been around, hopefully you've been around, and if you haven't been around, make 2020 your year to be around. Um, If you've been here any length of time, you have seen these moments on Sunday mornings where worship has kind of gone over the extended amount of time, okay? Like we, we build a plan and then God does his thing and we kind of go from there. So it felt natural to start making these intentional, to start actually scheduling what we call overflow weekends. And we put them through uh, throughout the calendar. We, uh, of course, will share from the word. We, that doesn't change. Uh, but we just build longer times of worship or extended times of worship. So one of these Sundays uh, this last summer, uh, it was just, uh, it was before we had kind of come up with these overflow weekend ideas, but we were having this extended time of worship. And oftentimes people will come down here and they'll tell Pastor Nicole, I have a word, or God's telling me this, and uh, she'll bring them up, and, and you'll hear them share. And one week, that happened, and it was Kat Rittenauer, who is singing this morning, and she came down, and I expected her to come up and, uh, you know, share a word of encouragement, share something God had been telling her, but she came up, and she said, I feel like I've been over here praying, God, will you give me a new song, Okay. And so I was like, okay, well, this will be interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, We're going to spontaneously come up with a new song. But it was us plus the Holy Spirit, so I figured we were good. So, yes. um, So two years prior, roughly two years prior, God had given Kat this word of, I don't want you to just be filled up, but I want you to overflow. And she had kind of kept that in her heart for a couple years, but this moment that I'm talking about, she shared that with the church. I feel like we need to not just be filled up, but overflow. And then it kind of spun into, the band is playing this simple progression of chords, and it spun into this song that we're actually going to sing here in a little bit of this kind of our first original song we've written together, and it it grew from there. But it's this idea of we don't want to just be filled up, but we want to overflow with your presence, Jesus, with your presence, Holy Spirit. Yes, we want to... We want to come into this place on Sunday mornings 
desiring deeper places of worship. We want to put time on our calendars where we say that that weekend, we're going to call that overflow weekend, and we're all in, and we're going deeper into different places, and we want to see what God is going to do through that. So I am very excited that in 2020, we have several of those weekends planned. We have some worship nights planned, and we're just getting started when it comes to building a worship culture here, but I love what God is doing. I love coming in every Sunday morning, and it's like, what's he going to do today? What's he going to do today? And he always shows up and does what he does. So, And actually, I wrote wild applause, but you guys already did, so great job. Thank you, Quint. So the worship team is actually going to get ready uh, to lead us in that song right now, and I want to sing it as a reminder of what God did in 2019 and as an anthem for 2020, that we don't want to be just filled up, but that we want to be overflowed. And so the ushers are going to come, and at this time we're going to take our tithes and our offerings. Um, Everything that you give goes straight to advancing the kingdom of God right here in our city, in our community, and around the world. As you've heard of all these incredible reports, it's because of your generosity and your faithful giving and what God can do when we give him uh, what we have. He can multiply it, and so we're so thankful for that. So I'm going to pray for this and uh, offering, and then we'll, we'll sing this worship song together. Father God, I thank you um, for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. I thank you for being generous with us, God, and I pray that we can just give back cheerfully as you have asked us to in your word. I thank you, Lord, for all of those that make sacrifices today um, so that your ministry and your kingdom would go forth. Lord, we love you, and it's in your name I pray. Amen. Would you stand?
this morning. A win is defined as achieving victory in a fight, contest, or a game. Although this definition does not fit in the context of ministry, I've experienced many wins in 2019. Five times last year, Barb and I have had the privilege of meeting with our Encore group. Kayla gets to work with the young kids. We get to hang out with the old kids. And we have a great time. We have a great time. Encore is our group of boomers that all have, have something in common. We spend our time together enjoying good food, different agendas, and always leaving feeling encouraged. This is a win. That's a win. The fourth Thursday of each month, I am privileged to meet with our legacy friends. Legacy friends are the people who have experienced the ups and downs of life and who continue to trust God for their future. They know how to laugh. They know how to fellowship. They know how to enjoy life. They know how to be with their friends. Sometimes we sing. We have activities. We did, we did Bible Jeopardy, and that was a big hit learning about the Word and having fun. We pray. We have teachings. But we always leave our time together feeling valued and ready to face another day. That's a win. <clears throat> With both Encore and Legacy, we've witnessed many life-changing experiences as a result of prayer and trusting God for our needs. I meet with our Sunday morning study group and we have what we call exploring the Bible. We look for nuggets of truth that can help us cope with all that life has to offer. We've had great discussion, personal insights to the scripture, and we've contributed to those who are less fortunate that they can have a brighter day. On December the 22nd, uh, our class, and Bob, you're ready to get a screenshot of this. Our class presented me with this encased picture of Romans. And around the outside, these are handwritten uh, ideas, thoughts, helps that the class had received during the teaching on the book of Romans. And that's priceless. That was a win. That was a win. Thank you so much. What I didn't realize was we started on April the 14th, and we ended December 22nd, eight months in the Book of Romans. And we learned valuable, valuable, valuable information in that time. So that was definitely a win for us. Our home study group, when we meet together, we enjoy the snacks provided each time that we meet. But we've also learned the value of transparency, and the freedom to express our thoughts on various topics. We've tackled some tough topics, and we're better for what we have learned together. And in my mind, I consider that to be a win. Time does not permit me to share all the blessings that I have personally received in my role of pastoral care. It's an honor to visit our people in nursing homes, hospitals, or even their own home. The many funerals that I've officiated has given me the opportunity to show compassion and encouragement to those who have experienced a loss. And with the opportunity to do that, I believe that's a win. That has been a blessing. Premarital counseling, or even taking the time to take a call from someone who just needs to speak to a pastor are added wins for me. And while I've never been in a fight, a contest, or game, by God's grace, I've enjoyed, in 2019, the winds of ministry.
it's hard going at the end of this because, dear goodness, there's a lot of wins. Wow, what a year it has been, that is for sure. And this past year, we've seen God do amazing things. My name is Daniel Brooker. I'm the head of school for the Christian Academy here at Erie First. And so we've seen God do amazing things. And through our mission of reaching the heart and teaching the mind with a biblical worldview, we've seen God do that this year. This last year, we ended up with a school year. We ended last school year and going into this year with a larger enrollment and excitement for the school and a boost in school pride. And so we've seen God already begin to increase in that. And as we moved into the summer, we saw more and more students come and just talk about how they were excited and thrilled to call themselves an EFCA Eagle. And so, and in that, our enrollment continued to increase over the summer months. And as we reached this, we began to realize some crazy new, uh, fantastic statistics. Last year, at the beginning of the school year, our our kindergarten class had four students in it, which was a low year, if you're not sure about that. It's a low year. This year, starting off, our kindergarten class maxed out at the full capacity of 19 students. Yeah. And with the excitement of that, it also reflected an increase in excitement for the fact that our preschool, our daycare, and our early ed center was as well filled to capacity, having 42 kids here every day learning about the glory of God. It's fantastic to see God continue to move in that. And as those numbers continue to increase, and as we see this continue to go on here, it's exciting because it's in those moments, it's tangible moments that we're able to reach out to these kids and see the fact that these students are getting to experience God and his word on a daily basis. And so that's why we do what we do, right? We do this because in Deuteronomy, it tells us to teach God's word and to keep it on the foreheads and keep it on the lips of our community here. And so we want to teach God's word. And this year, we are expecting to see similar growth and similar excitement as we continue into the next year because we're already starting to fill up our preschool daycare program for next year. And looking at what's ahead, God is already moving in the realm of enrollment and students who say, I want to have what you guys are offering here at the school. And that is Jesus Christ. Yeah. This past summer, we were excited that we were able to do some tangible upgrades to our school building as well. Uh, they included, and this included a remodel project, what we call our middle school pod. This is a commons area where some of you, a lot of you, volunteered and came in. We were able to remove a room, and in that time, we were able to remove this room and make this common area for middle schoolers. If you have a middle school student, you know they sometimes want their own space, right? Yeah. And so this area now has opened up and area where we do group sessions. We also have instituted a mentoring program where we partner with Penn State Barrend as well, and we have them come in, and we mentor, and we bring that in, and then we integrate God's Word in saying, hey, middle school's tough. Don't do it alone. I think we've heard that before, all right? And this is how you can get through it, through all the different aspects you have there, and so that was fantastic, and over the summer, we also integrated a new STEM lab into our... We, I put a new STEM lab inside of our library as we are still building that program. If you're not familiar with STEM, it stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. It's basically kids get to think critically and creatively and create uh, new products or things for themselves there. And we also launched Chromebooks throughout the school. So we've had a lot of just technical and also building upgrades over the past year that have been fantastic. Thank you. Exciting for Chromebooks. Now... The most exciting change that I know that we can all say is that second part or that first part of our mission, which is reaching the heart. This change has come this year and has been great as we have examined and truly been diving deeper in our high school Bible classes. Pastor Scott Kroll has led the way with this as we have discussed, he and I in my office many times, how do we create disciples, not just followers? And as we kind of see this, we have seen students who have already had a connection with Christ go deeper. And we've seen students who had minimal connection to Christ realize their need for him. An example of this is what we had this one student, an international student, who we can say that he came into this school year, and this is how he puts it in his own words in his prayer journal that he has now in class. He says, I now believe without a doubt that there is a God because I was an atheist, but now I need to know more about this Jesus. So we're seeing God, yeah. Yes. 
God has been moving, and as Adam already, uh, Pastor Adam already kind of explained, he's been kind of helping and influential in our chapel time as well. We're seeing God move in the hearts of our Christian students here and in the students. And just this past Christmas, we had an elementary Christmas concert. And I loved about this is it reflected more of a Christmas worship night. As our students sang and praised God with this fabulous production, that we were excited to reach a record crowd of almost 350 to 400 people that night. And that's not including when they sang at the Brig Niagara and when they went to a nursing home and sang there. So the impact of what God's doing is going far-reaching and going way beyond the walls of our school. And the one last item that we have that it's exciting to announce that kind of flows into all of this is that this last year, the school operated and ended up with a financial surplus of $50,000 in our budget. And from that, yes, praise God. And education is not a money-making thing, and that's not the plan. So from that, we were able to improve the building, upgrade internal technologies, update data curriculum, bless our teachers, save a portion of it, and plan for a student experience and then giving back to our community. And so God has been good. So in the nutshell, from Erie First Christian Academy is this. God is good, and he's not done with Erie First Christian Academy yet. Hello. Well, my name is uh, Pastor Danielle. I am the local and international outreach pastor here. And uh, in our... In our written description for our value, Purposeful Outreach, Pastor Nicole reminds us of the verb go in Matthew 28. And that God is asking us to go and love people on purpose. And so every mission or event that we do in our church that we've done this past year, locally or abroad, was intentionally created to make an impact and love on purpose. This past month, we watched 156 volunteers come together and become radically generous of their time to put together Christmas Town. Twelve hundred, twelve hundred cars came through our parking lot. Yep. Hope, hope was given to a family through a three thousand dollar check. And our community, our entire Erie community, was reminded of how loved they are by the church and most importantly by Jesus. I truly believe, I also believe that all of those volunteers that were involved were also immensely blessed by the community that was created while they all came together and put this incredible event on. And even the pride of seeing the event come to fruition. One volunteer in particular we'll call Bob. Bob didn't go to church. He was broken and struggling with addiction and was invited by another volunteer to come help build sets for Christmas Town. And since then, we've heard incredible stories of how God has impacted Bob's life. <laughs> Similar to that was our three summer cookouts that we had in July, Easter Sunday and date night, which was a free night out for parents on Valentine's Day. All events designed to reach as many people as God brings to us to just say we love you, and so does Jesus. Easter morning, about 850 people came to our church and had a free breakfast, train ride in the gym, pet chicks and bunnies, and a lot more. <clears throat> One family that came in particular came just because they heard we were having chicks and bunnies, and they've come to our church. They've called Erie First their home church ever since that Sunday. Blue Christmas was another new outreach we did this year to give those that are experiencing hurt, especially through the holidays, uh, a time to grieve and be ministered to. We watched families come into the sanctuary and embrace each other and watch tears flow from their eyes as they brought their hurts to Jesus. The worship and service ended that night and people just lingered at the altar. Watching God heal them was absolutely beautiful. There... 
There's honestly so much that so many of you do that are sitting here uh, in our community on a daily basis. Uh, our impact singers that go into nursing homes and sing there on a regular basis. And yeah. <laughs> Look at them. And even our teams that go into the prison on Sunday mornings and into the city mission on, city, on Sunday mornings as well. Another great thing that happened this year was the establishment of our missions committee. Since last January, this committee has been meeting monthly to pray and properly steward all the Kingdom Builder finances. They also help make decisions that impact our supported monthly missionaries, annual projects, and teams that we send. As of now, we currently support 29 monthly missionaries. And we brought on 13 of them just in this past year. And these missionaries, the missionaries that we support span from Erie, West Virginia, and all across the world. Our awesome missions committee works to keep relationships with these missionaries each month by checking in on them, offering support, and also praying continually. Man, you guys are good at that. Also, as you well know, you all raised and well surpassed our goal of $25,000 last year for our 2019 Kingdom Builders projects. We had seven projects, and we completed all of them. <laughs> One of those projects that have become annual is to aid in disaster relief efforts. We happen to have a group of very dedicated, skilled workers that live out our value of radical generosity and have given their time and their skills to different areas that have experienced a natural disaster. They've been able to go to Texas and other places across the U.S., rebuilding homes where people wouldn't be able to afford to make their homes livable again. In November, we had a team of nine ladies that went to work with an organization in Philadelphia. They worked on the streets of Kensington, known as the number one area for opioid usage. Some call it the third world country of the United States. These nine women handed out coffee and food to homeless addicts, went into strip clubs, picked up needles and playgrounds. During those outreaches, one of our goals was to invite as many people as possible to a free Thanksgiving dinner. The organization there is small, but their reach is big, so they needed a lot of help. One of the ladies on our team, <laughs> one of the ladies on our team used her gift of hospitality and catering and helped organize the entire dinner, feeding over 300 people. At that dinner alone, we watched many people raise their hands and give their life to Jesus. At the end of the trip, we handed the organization, the Philly Dream Center, a check for $2,400. This, this $2,400 check was raised as one of our 2019 Kingdom Builders projects. Part of what you guys gave. They told us in tears that the money more than covered the cost of that entire free dinner to the community. In May, a team of 21 people went to Cambodia to work in red light districts, put on kids camps and slums. They fed the hungry and a lot more. Their ultimate purpose was to combat human trafficking and proclaim the gospel. That team helped many give their life to Jesus. But you can argue with people sitting in this room like Jiva or Carrie and Cheryl Guy or Nicolette Gamble, you can argue with them and ask them who had the greater life change, the team that went or the people that they ministered to. When you see, when you see kids living in garbage being bought and sold, 
women hopeless, your heart breaks and doesn't ever heal the same way. You feel and love a little bit more like Jesus. We sent 41 people out this year on those Kingdom Builders teams. 41 people. 41 people that went thinking that they went to go help others, but they found themselves changed. 41 people that traveled to a different state or country and came back to Erie, our hometown, more on fire for Jesus than they ever were before. So we either a team is at the mission on a Sunday morning talking to people about Jesus or across the world, it's no different. The mission is the same, and that is to love on purpose. And we, we may have personally witnessed so many give their lives to Jesus, but I don't think we will ever fully know the ripple effect of the impact that that made in the kingdom. Because, because of the radical generosity of our church, all of you, your investment and your sacrifice, lives have been changed across the world for eternity. Next week, we get the incredible honor to thank all of you and many more at our annual Kingdom Builders Banquet. Yeah, get excited, it's so free food. So next Sunday, immediately following service, we invite every person in here to come down to the gymnasium. We're going to uh, feed you free food, which is most important, I think, and also talk more in depth about all the different wins, highlight some people on the team and some of our missionaries. It, it's going to be an incredible time, so I really want to encourage you to come to that. All of these incredible wins was just 2019. That's it. And we're in week one of 2020, and we already have a team heading to the Dominican Republic next week. So we would just like to take a moment now. We have four people heading to the Dominican Republic. If you guys can just stand, while, stand where you are in here. And if those of you that are standing around them, if you could just go ahead and lay your hands on them or stretch your hands out. We'd like to commission them. There we go. Over there. There, there. Awesome. They'll be heading to the Dominican Republic for uh, seven days and um, doing some construction projects and working with an organization there on the field. So, Jesus, we just come to you right now so thankful to do your work, God, here and across the world. God, we are so thankful to serve your people, and how amazing is it that you trust us to do that? And so, God, right now, I just ask that your presence 100% fills these four people, God. That even right now, God, you are preparing the ground over there in the Dominican. You are preparing the way for them to go. That you are raising up people and hearts to hear your word, God. That every little detail from this point on is coming together. That they will have 100% favor in everything that they do. From the moment they leave our parking lot and head down there, God, that everything will work out perfectly. That they will be able to fully walk in your spirit. Holy Spirit, that you will uh, more than ever give them confidence. That you will boost their giftings, God. That you will show them things they are capable, that they didn't even know they are capable of doing, God, that you will ordain their steps and put people on their path to hear your word. And God, ultimately, we know that this team is going there to make you look good. And so give them every single possible chance to do that, God. I thank you, Jesus, in advance for the safety that you'll give them, the impact that it will bring, God, and for the opportunity for us to go there. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you. Amen. Man, I'll tell you what, this is gonna be like a weekly thing. <laughs> I love it. I love hearing you guys celebrate what God has done this last year. And um, we're gonna look forward to 2020 with great anticipation. Here's how I'd like to close service today, if you would stand. <clears throat> and in just a minute, I'm gonna read Psalm 66, and then we're gonna sing this song called Sea of Victory. And what I would like to do, I'd actually ask the pastoral team, would you guys just spread out across this altar? and get ready to worship, you can face this way. And I'd like to ask you to join them if you want to, if you're comfortable, that you would come down too, that we could just together, just thank God for all he's done. Maybe you take a moment in your personal life to thank God for what he's done in your life this year. And maybe you're standing today and you're thinking, you know what, 
I didn't see my victory yet, I want to right now just encourage you that as you celebrate the victories that you already have, it will give you faith to see the victory coming. So you can come this morning if you're like, you know, God, I'm just bringing to you the problem I still have. I'm bringing to you the test results I don't have yet. I'm bringing to you the, the things that are unforeseen. I'm bringing you the things that I need mercy for. And I believe that God's going to meet you this morning, even in this moment, as we sing this song that says, I'm going to see a victory. So would you come? If you're comfortable, would you just come? You can shove in here. We're family. You might be able to smell each other a little bit. It all works out. Just come down. Just worship with this team of people that you love. We love you so much. Let me read this Psalm 66. It says, shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done. His awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing glory to his name. Amen.
Jesus, we just praise you for all that you've done in 2019 in this church. And we thank you already for what you're going to do in 2020. You are so good. Lift him up, church. Praise him in this place.